Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. Well, hello to all of our Year in the Bible podcast participants. I'm so glad that you're doing this with us and that you're reading through all of God's Word this year in 2020. I have found it an enormous blessing already. It's so cool to see how God is speaking to me through His Word, and I'm finding connections that I've never seen before. It's been a really wonderful experience so far, even trudging through some of that uh, sanctuary and um, temple, no, not temple yet, uh, tabernacle building in the end of Exodus. I was struck actually by how uh, how interested God is in the details. So many details about design and how God wanted the tabernacle to be built and just what uh, Aaron's robes were to look like. It's kind of a slow read, admittedly, and uh, I wouldn't want to read that Uh, every day, all the time. I'm glad that that's not what the rest of Scripture looks like. But it did impress upon me that God is interested in the details and that actually how we worship and how we experience God's presence, that's really important to Him. He cares about the details of all of that. So anyway, I'm glad you're on this journey with us. And today I want to talk to you about some convictions I have about God's Word and what it actually does. There's three things I want to highlight, and they are these, that God's word informs us, transforms us, and performs God's purposes. God's word informs us, transforms us, and performs God's purposes. First of all, it informs us. It reveals God's character and person and purposes to us. We, we're informed about who God is because we read in Scripture who he is. God's word transforms us. In other words, it it does something. It changes us. It makes us become more like Jesus. And then it performs his very purposes. So God's word actually accomplishes what it says it does. So let's walk through these three characteristics of scripture. First of all, God's word informs us. Many people would refer to God's word as revelation, not simply the last book in the Bible, revelation, but all of the Bible is God's revelation to us. In the beginning of Mark's gospel, which we've been reading in February, the very first verse says, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the son of God. So right out of the gates, God is revealing to us through his word who Jesus Christ is. Who is he? He's the Son of God. So scripture draws back the curtain on who God is and reveals him to us. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 1 verses 19 and 20. He talks about how God has made himself known to us in creation. That if we were to seriously consider, take the time to consider the lilies or consider the mountain ranges or consider the crashing waves of the ocean, that we would see God's majesty and glory and beauty. 
God reveals himself to us in creation. Sometimes creation is called general revelation because God generally reveals himself to us in creation. We learn some general things about God, his power, his majesty, his beauty. But scripture is often called special revelation because in scripture, God especially and in a special way reveals himself to us. For example, it's very difficult to consider or to learn to see who God is in Jesus Christ and his magnificent, gracious presence with us and his gracious work on the cross to redeem and restore us. It's difficult to see that and learn that by gazing at the ocean as the sun sets over it. Right? So we learn these things about who Jesus is and his redeeming work in Scripture, in God's special revelation, this is where God informs us. And uh, you don't want to be uninformed. You don't want to live life uninformed. And so I encourage you as you read Scripture to open your minds to be informed by God about who he is and what he's up to in the world. And by the way, also to be informed about who you are. And what God's call on your life is, what his desire for you to be up to in the world is. We're informed about all of that in scripture. Secondly, God's word transforms us. It doesn't leave us the same. So again, the apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are our minds renewed? Well, that's the work of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. The author of Hebrews in chapter 4, verse 12, tells us that God's word is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, it does heart transplant surgery on us. It transforms us into the likeness of Christ. This living and active word doesn't leave us the same. 2 Timothy 3.16 gives us this promise that indeed all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful. I love this. As a, as a former engineer, I love this part about scripture. It's useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. God's word is transforms us into the likeness of Christ by teaching us, correcting us, and training us in righteousness. Isn't that cool? God's word transforms us. Okay, so it informs us about who God is and who we are. It transforms us to make us more like Jesus. And finally, God's word actually performs what it says it's going to do. We learn this at the very beginning. Genesis 1. God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. God's very words become reality because God's word has power to create and also to recreate. I love this scene in Ezekiel 37 where the prophet Ezekiel and the living God are having a bit of a conversation and uh, they're talking about this valley of dry bones. In other words, Ezekiel has this vision from God, and it's a valley filled with skeletons that are lifeless. And God speaks to Ezekiel and says, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. 
In other words, enter the skeletons, the dry bones, and the dry bones shall live. God says, O come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And what happens? They did. They came to life. God's breath filled them. Because what God speaks becomes God's reality. When God says, I will cause breath to enter you, the breath of life enters you. God's word performs what it says. We sometimes say that actions are more powerful than words. True. But God's word is itself action because it performs what it says. Finally, last example here. In Mark chapter 4, we saw that the disciples in Jesus are in a boat out on the Sea of Galilee and a big storm comes up. It's such a big storm that these disciples, many of whom were fishermen, so they're used to being in boats and probably in storms, but this storm was so big that even these fishermen were freaking out. They thought the boat was going to sink and they were going to die. Jesus is asleep. Maybe he's tired from the day's work and he's not worried, clearly. Anyway, they wake up Jesus. They're freaking out. They're like, hey, did you bring us out here to kill us? And Jesus stands up and he speaks to the storm. Jesus says these words, peace, be still. And what happened? The wind ceased and there was dead calm. God's word performs what it says. I love the miracle that happens here on the Sea of Galilee because it could have been a coincidence that Jesus stood up and said, peace, be still, and that at that moment, the wind ceased. I mean, that could happen as a matter of coincidence. But more than simply the wind ceasing took place, we're told that there was a dead calm. In other words, the water became calm. This does not happen naturally. If you've ever spent any time on the ocean or on an open lake, when the wind ceases, the waves continue to crash for a long time. But Jesus says, peace, be still. And immediately the wind ceased and there was a dead calm because God's word performs what it says. So as you engage God's word this year, as we read through it, I hope that you are experiencing the transforming, informing, and performing work of God's word in your mind and in your heart, revealing to you who God is and what he's up to in your world, transforming you to become more like the Jesus you love, and then powerfully doing the work it says it's going to do through the power of the Spirit. May it be so. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.